Before we dive in and begin to talk about the Orange Bowl and even a little bit about the college football playoff selection, I just wanted to come on here and say thank you for listening to the Around Georgia podcast. And we look forward to making many more memories with you along the way as we go and looking forward to a 2024 championship run. But just wanted to take that time to say, hey, look, if you're listening, we're grateful. We want you to stick around. And we look forward uh, to hearing from you. We'd love some positive feedback or some maybe negative feedback, ways that we can improve and get better. And we're having fun. And thank you for listening. We will uh, go ahead and jump right back into our uh, regular programming here. All right. Well, here we are yet again at the end of another exciting, long roller coaster drama-filled regular season of college football as the 2023 season uh, in its regular form, I should say, is now concluded. And, uh, Kent, we have now started bowl season. And we are on the cusp of yet another Orange Bowl uh, appearance by the Dogs. Uh, I believe it's going to be on Saturday. We're going to be facing up against Florida State which is a pretty big surprise to a lot of people in and outside of Florida um, that they are on the outside looking in of the uh, college football playoffs. So let's, let's start there, Kent, you know, it's, it's been a few weeks since we've recorded and, and uh, since we last recorded, we've had the SEC championship game and, and uh, the disaster that was, and then the, all the other yeah. conference championship games, the playoff rankings, yada, yada, yada. And a lot has happened. Well, and let's, yeah, let's start off with this. Let's just go ahead and admit something. Um, we're not going to talk about the SEC championship game a ton. Uh, what's done is done. I think we can all pretty much agree Georgia went out and laid an egg. Yep. Uh, you know, when you, when you play like that, and then, you know, sure, yeah, there were some calls with refs and stuff like that that were frustrating. That definitely helped Alabama's chances. And some calls that were pretty blatantly just terrible. But, uh, you know, you can blame that. You can blame Georgia, you know, just not being up for the game the way that they probably should have been. Um, But, you know, Georgia was out physical by Alabama. They played better than we did. And uh, Alabama played better than Georgia did when they needed to. You can sum it up to um, the week before they played us, they got extremely lucky against Auburn. And then, you know, they got a little bit of luck against us. And, uh, you know, Nick Saban just, I mean, he's a great coach. He is a great coach, and he gets his team ready for these games. And when Alabama thinks that they're an underdog, they've proven time and time again that they are going to show up and and turn some heads. And, you know, I'll be the first to say, I stand by, I think if Georgia plays that game again, we win by multiple possessions. But that was just the perfect storm for Alabama to get that win. Uh, congrats to them. You know, they're going to go on and make some noise in the college football playoff. Uh, hopefully they won't embarrass Georgia anymore about losing to Michigan in the first round. Um, the head, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the college football playoff some more later. Like you said, let's get into the rankings. So we knew when Georgia lost, we were likely out. And that's, I mean, that's okay. That's part of college football. Yep. You win and you're in, um, except for when you're not. And so that brings us to Florida State. What did Florida State do this year? They went 13-0. and 0. They won their conference championship in a Power 5 conference. Yeah. Not only that, they scheduled two SEC opponents, and they beat both of them. One of which, one of which 
you know, what did LSU finish? What nine and three, maybe? Yeah, nine and three, something like that. And even even so, LSU is near the top. They're not the most elite team in the SEC, but they no. they went to the, they won the West last season. It went to Atlanta. So. Exactly. So LSU is a team that's by no means a, a soft team. Yeah. They are a talented team, and, and they had some spurts of excellence this season, and then they just kind of, you know, really, really couldn't get much going when they absolutely needed to. But uh, you know, nonetheless, I mean, Florida State did everything they could. They put an excellent team on their schedule. They put, uh, you know, a Florida team that, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, was not great this year, but proved that they could be dangerous at home. You know, Florida beat teams like, you know, no one gave them a chance. And then they they turned heads against Tennessee. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then, I mean, you know, Tennessee, we found out, was nowhere near what we thought that they were going to be this year. Uh, but at the same time, they, they, you know, Florida won some games that they probably shouldn't have. And uh, then got into that game where it was like, hey, look, we got a chance to, you know, beat Florida State. And, and Florida State's going, man, we got to go on the road and play a hungry Florida team. Mm-hmm. And Florida State got the job done on the road. And, and I don't care if Florida is 1-10 and 10 going into that game. You know, a rivalry game like that at home is going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat um, – you know, Florida in in their stadium. Uh, So especially when the crowd's into it and the crowd showed up that night against Florida State. So all that to say, Florida State did everything they possibly could, um, and and they did it right. Right. So there's two frames of thought, two frames of thought. And I'm going to go ahead and present both of these, Josh, and you tell me whether or not you agree with this, but there's two frames of thought. The college football playoff should be the best for teams we don't want a repeat of tcu getting in there and and screwing it up like they did last year playing around and losing by 50 whatever to georgia in the national championship game so you don't want that to happen again you don't want your scenarios where hey look we gave the nice little schools a chance right like cincinnati got their time to try to make something happen in the college football playoff and then they got spanked by alabama and everyone remembered oh that's why we don't put group of five schools in there. And so you've got these little things that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, man, we try to be nice to the teams that deserve to get in. And then this year, the college football playoff committee finally said, hey, we're not going to, uh, you know, mess around. We're just going to put the four best teams in there. And so there's two frames of thought there. The four best teams and foremost deserving. So let's let's start with the four best teams. Um that's the argument to say why Alabama should be in over Florida State. But if you look me in the eye and you tell me that Washington and Texas are better than Georgia and you can keep a straight face, I, that's, that's just not, that's not happening. Uh, Texas might I, have an I, argument. For the record, I think Texas is better than Georgia, but I don't think Washington is better than Georgia. Well, I mean, and but I got to shoot straight with you. Texas has been pretty underwhelming. And then down the stretch, you know, their last few games, it's like, oh, man, they put up some awesome numbers. But they've been playing high school teams. 
And so I'm just – I'm not buying into the Texas hype. I know they beat Alabama on the road, but that was an Alabama that had a uh, Joe Milton that literally couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And so they, they, they pretty much put in a running back and said, here, throw the ball, and he couldn't. And he's getting a little bit better. He really – he did not have a great game against Georgia. He just played smart. He didn't turn the ball over. His passing percentage uh, was not excellent. Completion percentage, that is, was not excellent. Um, he didn't throw for a lot of yards or anything. He just did what he does best and scrambled and, and made stuff happen when he needed to. So, you know, I'm just not buying into the hype for Texas quite yet. But but if you were to tell me that a one-loss Texas team this year, that, that lost – to Oklahoma and, and really probably shouldn't have lost that game, but but lost to Oklahoma, um, who in Oklahoma went I believe either ten and two or nine and three something like that, um, and then you have uh, you know Washington and let's just be honest, Washington had some impressive wins down the stretch, but if you believe for a moment that they would hang in there with Georgia, I just I can't believe you. Yeah. And then they came out and they said, hey, to show you why Florida State shouldn't be in the college football playoff, here is what each college football playoff team would be favored if they were to play Florida State in the playoff. And so Michigan was favored by like 12 and a half. Alabama was favored by 12. Uh, Texas was favored by like, uh, by like nine and a half. And I think Washington would have been favored by about six. And at the same time, Georgia was already favored by 14 and a half. And now that has since jumped to 16 and a half. And we'll talk about that some more when we get to previewing that game. But even right then, you essentially said, well, if it's the four best teams, we still think Georgia, at least Vegas thinks that Georgia is still the best team in the country. So I, I just, there's so much going on there that is, is hard to break down. But if it's the four best teams, Georgia should have been in. But if it's the four most deserving teams, it should have been Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and, and then either uh, Texas. Well, you know, honestly, yeah, there's not a great point. You got to put Texas in. Yeah. You got to put Texas in, and so um, that's that's what it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's the four most deserving teams. Either way you look at it, they got it wrong. Right. Either there, way you there, look there, at it. Either one of those options doesn't – neither one of those choices gives you the Final Four that we now have. Either Florida State should have been in or Georgia should have been in. But in no formula do you gather the four that we have now. And, and honestly, I think this is the biggest bluff – or not bluff. I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong choice of word. So the biggest blunder that the <laughs> has made, yeah, uh, since they started doing this thing. Because here, here's the thing: at the end of the day, it's about numbers, and you know, and I know, and everyone listening knows that when it comes down to it, college football is worried about views and numbers and money because that, that's what it's all about. And you cannot tell me. So let's just say, hypothetically speaking. Let's say that the four that got chosen were the four that pretty much everybody had on their board. Let's say it would have been uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, or I'm sorry, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and then Texas four. If that was your top four, 
your first two out would have definitely at that point been Bama and then Georgia right behind them. So you would right. have Bama five, Georgia six, okay? In that scenario, you would have Georgia playing Bama in the Orange Bowl, both out of the playoffs, and there would be no SEC team in the playoff, okay? Well, Georgia wouldn't be playing Alabama. The the bowl lineup, you would have had um, well, Alabama in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, you would have – well, no, that's not the way it is every year. That It just happened to be that way this year. Uh, with bowl contracts, they take one from different conferences, one from each conference. So, uh, you would have had um, – likely you would have had like uh, Oregon and Alabama match up in the Orange Bowl and Georgia playing someone like Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Yeah. Well, either way, you would have been potentially looking at a lineup of bowl games where a regular bowl game such as a Alabama, Oregon, whatever it might be, bowl game of pulling more views than a national championship game would. Because at the end of the day, let's just be honest, Florida State would have got blasted in the first round. Do you believe that? I believe that. Pretty much anyone listening believes that. I, a thousand I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Florida State um, would have got beat. You know, and I know quarterback doesn't make a whole team, but they would no. have got clobbered the first round. I, I think they could have absolutely stood a chance with Washington. I think that's the one team they could have put up a fight with. I'm not saying they would have won by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying – if there was a scenario where they would have won the first game and advanced to the college football playoff, it's playing Washington in the first round. Now, if they're playing any other team in the first round of the college football playoff, absolutely not. Right, right. Well, and here's the thing, though. I'm pretty sure anyone that says that Florida State would have should have gotten into the playoffs, I'm pretty sure those same people, myself included, believe that if they would have got put in the playoffs, they would have got annihilated in the first round if – if they would have somehow won the first round and made it to the national championship game, they definitely would not have won the national championship. Yeah, you're talking but, about but they, they would have been playing the winner of like a Michigan Texas game, right? Right. And it and, would have been. And I, and I don't believe they would have bad. won everything whatsoever. But here, here's the thing. So let's rewind a few weeks instead of looking at football for what it is now. Let's rewind it. Let's say one one playing week. Okay. Let's rewind it before championship Saturday. Okay. Florida State at that point was number – were they three or were they four before the SEC – before the ACC championship game? What number were they? Who are you asking? Florida State? Yeah, Florida State. What number were they, three or four? That's an excellent question. I think they were three because I think people were surprised that they dropped so far out. I think right. it was Georgia. Well, you know what? Um Either either way, they they were three or no, four. They were three. They, were, they, were, they three. were in before the championship Saturday, correct? Like they were in. That's right. That's right. Okay, so so allow me to walk you through. I want you to explain to me, and this is the first time that I've ever brought this up to you. I want you to explain the logic behind this to me. Okay, so we're the day before a championship Saturday. We're the Friday, December second, whatever it was, right here, right now, and Florida State's in top four. You got Georgia. You got Florida State. You got Michigan, you got Washington in no particular order in the top four, okay? So, at that point, that is your top four teams. That is your college football playoff bracket right there. What transpires to change that is Michigan wins their championship game, Washington wins their championship game, Florida State wins their championship game, Georgia loses their championship game to Bama. So the response is to remove Florida State. Right. 
explain to me the logic there. How is it that before they won their championship game, Florida State was good enough to be in the top four? Because they already didn't have Jordan Travis, right? Jordan Travis was gone. Jordan Travis had missed the last two games of the season before the championship game, right? So Jordan yeah. Travis was not a factor that changed in that time period. They were without their starting quarterback before the championship game, and they were without their starting quarterback after the championship game. And so I don't understand. No one can explain to me what was the difference between pre-ACC champion Florida State and post-ACC champion Florida State. What was the difference there that made them drop out of the top four? Because they were good enough to be in the top four beforehand, right? So what changed? I mean, according to the playoff committee. So what changed? And what changed was what changed was Alabama, Alabama won a game that a lot of people didn't expect them to win, and all of a sudden, you know, when when that happened, all of a sudden it it became about oh we can't leave out this Alabama team, but if we put in Alabama, they were always going to be a package deal with Texas, and, and so you know every game. Because they say every game has to matter, and because Texas beat Alabama, they reduced that – that one game reduced 13 of Florida State's games to nothing. But, see, I just don't understand the logic behind – it doesn't make any sense to me how – like, I get it putting Texas in. Texas won the head-to-head over Bama. So, therefore – and. Flip side, if Bama would have beat them, the Bama would have deserved to be in and not Texas if it would have been the other way around. But either way, neither result garters the choice to put out Florida State. I, I just, I, that, that's the part of the whole thing that is just mind boggled me to no end. Like I was, the, the week after Championship Saturday, like I was upset about that. And, like, I wasn't yeah. upset. I, of course, I was upset Georgia lost. Either one of us would have been upset Georgia lost, of course. But more so speaking, I was more so distraught because I feel like that's the biggest bust in sports, my, at least in mine, mine in your lifetime, maybe all time. And and I just I, – I cannot fathom from the deepest of, of – what knowledge I have of the way college football and the, and the playoffs and the rankings work, I cannot understand how we went from a Florida State team that was good enough to go win the championship game, and then they're not good enough anymore. Yeah, I mean it. It it, it you see what I'm saying? Like no one yeah. can explain that to me. <laughs> no, it it doesn't make sense, and it's it's not going to no matter how yeah. long you think about it. I think the thing to take away from this is is this. Um, I do not think that a 12-team playoff is the solution to this. I, I think that you can figure it out with six. Um, but, you know, next year, this isn't going to be a problem. Because I promise you next year, you're not going to be looking at 13 over 12 and go, that's going to be the difference in the national champion. Yeah. Because – and we've talked about this before. If you have a 12th seed win the title – it's going to be someone like, ooh, Georgia went 10-2, and two, and so they're the 12th seed. They missed the SEC championship. They're 10-2 and two because, look, Georgia's got a tough schedule next year. So let's say we lose to Texas on the road and we lose to Alabama on the road next year. And we get into the college football playoff. You know, we're 10-2, and two, 12th seed. 
but then we we avenge the victory, you know, or avenge the loss against Alabama and avenge the loss against Texas, win the national championship. That's not a Cinderella story. That's a powerhouse winning a couple of games and, and getting some revenge and winning the national championship. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. Yeah. You're not going to have – you're going to have teams that maybe had a player injured earlier in the season, so they drop a couple of games maybe they shouldn't have. They get healthy. They win. They get the 12 best teams in, right, because you have to have the 12 best. And then you, you, you have a team in there in that 12th spot that maybe is 9-3 and three and really doesn't even belong there. You know, someone like, let's say, let's say Alabama next year. You know, let's say that they drop three games that they really shouldn't. Right. And then all of a sudden they finish strong and they have some players get healthy at the right time. They're like, man, they're one of the 12 best. It's like, oh, man, they really shouldn't be in there. But, oh, well, it comes down to 12 best. And, well, let's put them in there because they're the hottest right now. Right. And so then they get put in over teams like, you know, maybe a 10-2 and two Missouri or, you know, over maybe even like an 11-1 and one group of five school that should have been considered for the for the spot. But, no, 9-3 and three Alabama gets in, and then they go on a run because they got healthy. And and so, you know, the, the one good thing it does is it rewards tougher schedules. So Georgia's got a really brutal schedule next year, but I don't – foresee them missing the college football playoff even if they drop a couple of games um so that's the good that's the bonus right but the bad thing is this isn't going to produce some sort of miracle cinderella story like a 64 team bracket or i guess 68 team bracket in the um you know uh march madness creates this isn't going to bring you that cinderella story that you're hoping for what this is going to lead to is a powerhouse doing powerhouse things um, and that's getting hot late in the season and winning it all. So uh, that's – it's just not what people think it's going to be, you know. Uh, that's what I wish people would understand. I mean, you look at, okay, Missouri would have made the college football playoff, you know, this year if it was a 12-team playoff. Is Missouri winning the national championship, Josh? No, absolutely not. No. Do they maybe surprise some folks and, and pull an upset in the first round? Possibly. Yeah, possibly, but then they aren't going past that, right? And, but like, uh, what you what you want is you want teams that, for example, if you have a team that's outside the top ten, that team has not really ever been at the end of the season. If a team's outside the top ten, that team isn't really what you would consider a contender to win the national championship, and that's what you're looking for. You're not wanting to put just the good teams in the playoffs. You're wanting to put contenders in the playoffs. And there's a certain point where if you get past a certain ranking, you aren't any longer a national championship contender. You're just a good team. And so there, you have to find that number to where, you know, you can – they could go all the way to 20 teams if they wanted to, but the 20th best team in the country is not a contender for a national championship. Contenders for national champions would be your top 10, right? That, that, that would be what I would consider to be your championship contending teams, anyone outside of that. Is just good, and that's it. Yeah, but let's be honest. Until this year, your championship contending teams really are in your top three. I mean, how many times has a four seed won the college football playoff? I know it's happened. Um, Alabama did it. I'm sure. Yeah, Alabama's done it. Um, what was Georgia when we won it? No, we were a three seed. Three, yeah. But I do believe we were the first three seed, and as of now, currently the only three seed. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I don't know, man. I, 
I'm just ready to get this, you know, let's get the season behind us. And to do that, we got to play Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Let's go ahead and talk about that for just a moment. So the current line on this game, is, you know, Vegas has it uh, last I checked at 16 and a half. And I will check right now just to make sure. No, it has gone up 17 and a half. Mm. 17 and a half. So, uh, man, it is absolutely – Dude, I opened up my ESPN app, and I'll tell our listeners this too. But um, for some reason, it's even though I'm not watching it, it's playing the bowl game that's on right now, which I believe is there. We go. It's Kansas UNLV, and I hear Beth Moen's voice in the background, and I would rather oh. I would rather stab my ears like with with the sharpest blades than listen to her voice. If Beth Moen was doing the Georgia. Florida State game, I would just mute it. Uh, listen to Scott Howard or something. Yeah, but anyways, um, football. They need to put her on the committee. She fits in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's just go ahead. Let's <laughs> let's go ahead and do this. Uh, the over under for total scored is going to be forty four and a half. So they're seeing this being a um, probably a, a high score for Georgia to a low score for uh, Florida State. They're probably imagining somewhere in the ballpark of like a thirty-one to fourteen type game. I'd imagine pretty close to what I predicted. Um, and let's let's go ahead. Let's give our predictions really quick, and then we can state why. What was your prediction? Uh, honestly, I, remember. I think it was like thirty-four seventeen. I gotta go back and look though, because I sent it to you. Um, yeah, I know. And we posted that. By the way, if you've got if you're listening to this and you have a thirty-four thirteen. There you go, 34-13 for Josh. Mine was 41-10. to 10. Um, Could be overly optimistic for me, but I just – I mean, after what we did to TCU last year and just knowing the talent gap that's probably going to exist, then, uh, you know, I just – I think Georgia's really going to take care of business. And here's the main thing. Here's the main thing. Uh, Kirby Smart did something that I really like. Uh, ever since Texas, he has refused to take players to a bowl game that they opt out of. And we see that in that – uh, Brock Bowers did not travel to this game. Uh, the, when the plane landed, he did not get off of it. Uh, so he is not in Miami with the team. Now, he may drive down late. I don't know. And no, but man. he is not in Miami. Uh, you know he's not going to play. I would imagine Lad McConkey is probably there with the team if nothing since nothing has been said. By the way, Amiri Smims also did not make the trip. Um but uh, I imagine Lad McConkey's probably with the team, but he is probably injured. And so I, I doubt that he is going to play, and he is probably also going to declare for the draft too at the fall, you know, following the season. But um, Georgia 12-1, and Florida State uh, is, of course, 13-0. and Here's why we predict Georgia to take care of business in a big way. Uh, and it's, it's pretty simple. Yes, Georgia's had a few – Transfer, opt-outs, different things. Um, Florida, Florida State, State though, <laughs> they're, they're losing everyone. They're not taking this game seriously, yeah. and uh, they are in trouble. They are in bad trouble. I read this thing so, like a week ago. Literally over half of their offense is opt-out again. Yeah. And, I mean, and even yeah. since then, you've had uh, their um, – who was it? Uh, their, their, their quarterback, their backup quarterback. Rodemaker, yep, he's transferring. Yep. He's, he's transferring. Jumping. And so, 
you got guys that are trying to get out of that program as fast as they possibly can because of the lawsuit that's probably going to come up within the ACC, Florida State trying to get out of the ACC. Can you blame them? Yeah, I mean, can you blame them? They literally, the 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 playoff committee has reduced, um, you know, Florida State to what we could consider not Florida State, but the ACC in general has been reduced to a we could call it the group of six now. I mean, it's yeah. there's just not you know there's going to be three big conferences in college football next year, and that's going to be uh, what the SEC, you know, Big Ten, Big Twelve. There you go, SEC, Big Ten. Is it the big – yeah, yeah, Big 12, yep. Pac-12 is what's kind of going under. And so um, – Pac-12 is going away. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's going to be a whole different landscape in college football next year. It's going to make for some interesting matchups and games. You're going to get some stuff that we haven't gotten in a while, like like Georgia and Texas and like, you know uh, – is, who's uh, is Alabama's playing at Oklahoma? I believe so. That's going to be just cool, you know, cool matchups to have that that'll exist next year that haven't before. Um, so, anyways, but as far as the Orange Bowl goes, I don't know if there's a ton that that we can say about it. Georgia's going to come out feeling like they've got something to prove, and I think. Really, they want to give Georgia fans a taste of what could be to come in 2024. And Florida State, I think you're about to see this program start to fizzle. And I got to feel bad for their head coach after everything that he's done to get this team as a playoff caliber team. And then, uh, you know, it's going to get reduced to likely a blowout win in favor of Georgia. Um, You know, and I was never pulling for Florida State, but I I don't want to see – a school's dignity just get absolutely, you know, just eroded like we did to TCU last year. Um, yeah, TCU didn't even play in a bowl game this year. But uh, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be tough for Florida State fans these next several years of college football. I'm afraid because they literally saw their program win a national championship, wither away. Actually, they remained well relevant for a little while, mm-hmm. and then begin to wither away. To almost nothing. <laughs> they got built back up, went undefeated, and the playoff committee said, ah, nah. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, maybe even as recent as, like, three years ago, Florida State was last place. Oh, like, they were terrible. They, they only won, I think, three or four games maybe the entire season a few years ago. And I'm not they were not about- playing in the bowl season at all. Yeah. So. so, but now let's, you know, okay, let's talk about this. We as Georgia fans have become numb to New Year's Six bowl games. Yeah. So let's just maybe we have some younger listeners now. Uh, we've gone to a New Year's Six bowl game ever since that 2017 season, which means for the last this year, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, eight years in a row. So th- there are eight year olds that may listen to this podcast that don't know what it's like for Georgia to compete in anything other than a. Uh, you know, elite bowl, <laughs> elite, you know, New Year's Six bowl game. Okay. Maybe not eight year olds, maybe seven year olds. Anyways. Um, so, so here's the deal. You and I grew up watching now, granted Georgia's bowl streak has extended my lifespan, but you and I grew up in an era when in, you know, 2007, man, when they won 
you know, we're winning big games, and they they went to the Sugar Bowl, and we beat Hawaii in the Sugar Bowl. Dude, that was that was huge. a big deal. Yeah, I remember that. And, and then, and and you know, you you fast forward to uh, a season like even in um, you know twenty twelve how difficult it was to get into a New Year's Six Bowl game. Because in 2012, we went from almost playing for the national championship to not even playing in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Yeah. And that was just crazy. And then we did not have another New Year's Six Bowl game appearance until 2017. These games are just different. I mean, I remember what it was like. When you're like, hey, yo, we're in the Gator Bowl this year. That ain't bad. You know, I remember what it was like when you're like, hey, man, we're in the Tax Slayer whatever bowl or we're in the the Outback Bowl. I remember all that stuff. Yeah, dude. I mean, just, you know, the Liberty Bowl, even Kirby's first year was the Liberty Bowl against TCU, fittingly. Um, And so I remember what it was like when you couldn't get these bowl game matchups. And and now for Georgia to have yes won two national championships in the in the last two years, and but then to be going to another New Year's Six bowl game for another big trophy to go on that shelf, guys. This a, a win in this bowl game, and even if they don't, but but I think that that's a pretty far fetched idea. So a win in this bowl game for Georgia, it's just continuing the dynasty. And he said, "Oh no, they lost the." To Alabama, it's over. No, it's not. We've lost one game in the last 40. We will be okay. And we are already loading up to have an incredible season next year. We're going to win another championship soon. Y'all just hang tight. It's coming. I don't know when it'll be. It's going. College football is going to look different here for the next few years. But I, in the next five years, we're going to be holding up another college football playoff trophy it's going to be okay we're going to get back uh you know the the georgia dynasty the kirby dynasty whatever you want to call it it's not going anywhere anytime soon we're in good hands we're just fine yep that's right you just gotta hang on to it so we're uh but we're looking forward to seeing the orange bowl and see him go back out there one time on a side note i will say this um i've and i think i've mentioned this before maybe just to you or maybe on the air i don't even know but um, I'm not a big advocate for sitting out of bowl games. I think that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty, unless you have very special circumstances, that can tend to be a little bit of a, really a cowardly thing to do in my opinion. I understand players opting out of their senior season and, uh, say, you know, I want to go ahead and go to the draft. That's fine. You know, whatever you do, you don't have any issue with that. Um, however, I do think that if you're going to come back for your senior year or if you're an underclassman, whatever the case may be, you should play every – if you commit to play another season with any specific team, you should at that point – you are on that team whether you go undefeated or whether you don't win a single game. You're that team. And I'm not – I've said it for years. I said it back whenever we played Texas in the uh, Sugar Bowl and got annihilated a few years ago because nobody was playing, um, and I'll say it again, but I do not like this whole opting out uh, bowl game. Yeah. Um, you know, you know I'm, I'm not mean? a fan. Like, I, I, yeah. I get it. Like, I know players get injured, and I know they want to go to the draft. I get it. But especially now that they're getting NIL money, 
these kids are making millions of dollars. The stars, anyways, are making millions of dollars before they're even in the NFL. You know what I mean? And so, I, yeah, I, I don't know this, this whole world of oh, I don't want to play in the the Orange Bowl because it's not a playoff game. That's that's crap. I, I don't agree with that. I think that if you're coming back, you are a part of the team. Um, and it should be something that's committed to before any football is even played, before every season begins. You know, you were part of this team regardless of where this season heads. So, yeah, and you know, he, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, George, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, George is in good, good hands. We're gonna, we're gonna be okay. I, the biggest thing to take away here at the end of this season is, uh, you know, we're not, <laughs> we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And George is going to continue to do the hunting instead of being the hunted. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just think it's nice to remind people every now and then that uh, we've had it worse. Yep, we sure have. So, But we're looking forward to a good Orange Bowl and a good conclusion to the season. You guys stay tuned or listen to this podcast. Uh, we should be uh, recording another one in the very, very near future. As the playoffs get underway, we'll we'll have some reactions to the Orange Bowl this weekend, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, playoffs much, much, much more in depth, and uh, talk about what uh, what the postseason has to offer for us, and and you know even further down the road, looking ahead to what twenty twenty four is going to bring us. So you guys keep listening, uh, keep keeping up with everything that me and Ken have going on, and uh, we'll keep you guys updated. So let's uh, let's go ahead and sign them off like we always do, Kent. What do we say? Go dogs.